very good evening to all our avid listeners. They are avid. I think that's a good. I think that's a good start for them. We'll be happy with that. Uh, good word. It's, it's good, isn't it? Episode yeah. eighty-nine. We're on. Just saying, they're only eleven away from the hundred. Uh, so what better way to mark the eleven away than to bring you almost eleven signings? Not quite. But there have been loads, loads of clan signings to go through. Um, a bit of Elite League news as well, which was fairly interesting. Um, including a TV deal and stuff, but we'll get on to that. I thought we'd just go straight in and tackle the signings first, since there are a lot of them. Uh, and the first one, all the way back nearly a month ago, that's how long it's been, Big Harry Ferguson who is 22 years old, six foot centre, who's had a bit of elite league experience with Edinburgh. I certainly remember seeing him uh, a couple of times um, and also played under Tim Wallace at Milton Keynes. So a wee bit of elite league experience for a younger guy, which is always good. Um, But he's one that I see just coming in and playing a... Hmm. Not a bit part role, that's not the right phrase, but um not not a minute muncher. No, no, not not a minute muncher. Um as you say, kinda of experience with Edinburgh and Milton Keynes. Uh played there last in the NIHL, so they got like I mean he's he's Point production there is is not bad. It's like a point every second game, um, which is actually pretty good. So, I think it's gonna. I think it's an interesting signing, but I think he will be quite decent. Um, yeah, he's, he he is a good player. Um, as you say, he's, his point production is uh, quite respectable for somebody who you would assume to play in that role further down the lineup. Mm-hmm. But he's, uh, you know, he's quite a. I'm going to say he looked quite a strong boy, but that is just could be complete nonsense analysis <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember. Um, but he's he talked previously about you know getting good experience working under Tim Wallace, and then at Edinburgh he certainly played almost two full seasons I think uh, most of the games he was probably dressed with their situation and got a decent bit of ice time so yeah I think I think he'll do quite well if you look at him possibly are we comparing him to somebody like um, like Matt Howlett from an ice time point of view or um, the other guy whose name I've genuinely forgotten <laughs> What's his name again? Jack Muzzle. Jack Muzzle, that's it. We're comparing him to Jack Muzzle. Is yeah, that I think, realistic? I think, unlike Jack Muzzle, uh, Harry Ferguson has certainly left left an impression on me because I do kind of remember him from um, <laughs> from his spells, from his spells playing poor. against us. That, that is, is poor. poor. That is poor, yeah. Forgetting his name, that's... Nah, come on. Cut that. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Carry on. Sorry. Jack, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, I think, 
uh, yeah, it is a positive that they would do kind of remember him, I guess, because it's it is sometimes difficult with kind of younger guys and um, they obviously don't see a lot of ice time, but I do kind of I do seem to remember him, but I don't know if that was when um, if you remember Edinburgh were struggling big time uh, and a lot of young guys were getting quite a bit of ice time, so I don't know if it was maybe uh, during that period, but that. I mean that in itself is is good that he's had that experience though. So, um, yeah, and, and as we said, it's a decent point production last season. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's quite a, quite a decent re addition to the to the team. Um, I, I think it was during that time with Edinburgh, and given that he did play more, I, I think it will benefit him. Talking about um, getting the chance to move back up to. Scotland and Malcolm Cameron talking about uh, him being a, a bright young player and stuff. So I think, yeah, a good signing for for lower down the the lineup, and I think he'll get a chance to sort of show what he's made of. So looking forward to seeing him actually. Yeah. Um. Next was uh, a man with a, another good name actually. A defenseman, Tim Shoup, who is 26 years old, six foot tall, so not not as tall as some of the other giants we've got back there. <laughs> um, but this guy is the official minute muncher. Um, <laughs> I think Malcolm Cameron expects to play. Expects him to play a lot, a lot of ice time, um, and just. All the research I've done on this guy, he just seems to be a real steady Eddie. Yeah, he's um, you know, twenty six. He's kind of relatively young. Uh, comes over from having played three straight years in the East Coast, um, with Manchester Monarchs and Indy Fuel. So got some good, some good experience there. Um, good experience in university setup as well, NCAA. Um I do I do think we we are looking pretty solid defensively, I have to say. Um which is kind of something that we've kind of alluded to for, for years really uh, on this podcast. But um I think we've finally got a decent a decent D. Um the actually finding sort of Highlights for Tim Shoup is quite funny. Like seeing the, it's like an EIHL match highlights uh, page on YouTube. It's quite funny, like watching that and then sort of listening to the kind of animated voices that come with that. Because it's basically just what, what Malcolm Cameron had been saying about them, but in a sort of weird automated voice. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know the ones you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he came recommended through Doug Christensen, who previously coached in the league, so um, a bit of a connection there. But yeah. as you say, like I think, I think we're going to see him as, if not one in the, of the top uh, ice time defensemen, then you know certainly probably top two or three for sure. Um, and I think Malcolm Cameron talks about playing on the penalty kill, good passer, sees the ice well. 
you know, obviously the coach is never going to talk these guys down. And you see kind of quite a lot of the same stuff. But um, yeah, I think he's he's going to come in enthusiastic and stuff and and be that guy that just plays you know, 22, 23 minutes, maybe more. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll, you'll just be used to seeing him on the ice. Not not going to make many mistakes, I don't think. Hopefully touch wood, but uh, I think that's that's the kind of guy he's going to be. Yeah, plays against uh, the kind of top lines, I think you'd said. Uh, good on special teams, so looks pretty solid um, defensively as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I mean, it all sounds good at this point. Uh, it is interesting to see, though, like, how our defence looks and you know the kind of similarities that are there between the players, um, and that's obviously something that that fits fits the coach's mould, I guess, for his team. But it's quite interesting to to see that. Yeah, that that they're all defensively sound, that kind of thing. And yeah, good on playing, special teams and yeah, playing a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 obviously knows what he wants from the team so I think that's definitely a good start but as you say it's a very solid looking defence and hopefully they don't turn up and look like a bunch of strangers for the season but I've got I've got a decent feeling and then we've talked about the goaltender so mm. the combination of of those uh, seven guys um, and we've got to be positive I guess about Reese Cochran uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's looking good. The next yeah. guy, obviously, we'll we'll come on to the last defenseman, but uh, the next signing was one that we'd already made a year ago or however long ago it was, <laughs> um, and that was Quinn O'Brien, who we announced for the season that didn't happen last year. Um, and thankfully for him, he's we've given him, given him another chance. Certainly a, a big guy, six foot four center, twenty six again. So we we quite like twenty six year olds, obviously. Um, I think from from my point of view, and I don't know if we discussed previously when when we signed him, uh, he looks like another sort of team player, leadership style guy. Who's maybe not going to do the the flashy side of the game, but we are seeming to pack the forwards with these kind of guys who are really difficult to play against, and and going to make it awkward and play quite a physical game for the whole. I was going to say for the whole ninety minutes there, but I stopped myself <laughs> um, for the whole sixty, uh, and. A guy who's who's been a, a captain as well in his mm-hmm. junior days. Yeah, that's that was kind of something I'd picked up on, you know. So having that captain quality, I guess, uh, coming from university, um, was a captain in his last season at Ottawa. Uh, yeah, it was obviously supposed to same with his last year, but didn't happen. He didn't play at all last season, which. Uh, I think, I think it's fine. I think you know there is a bit of worry there, given that he hasn't played pro before. Um, 
it's maybe a wee question if we can uh, stay fit for the whole season, given the the kind of number of games as well that are that are packed in. Um, but you know, other than that, uh, he's a you know a physical guy, six four, um, a big hitter, finishes his checks, chases down the puck, and he doesn't look slow either for a guy of that size, which is. Um, I guess another kind of worry that uh, that you might have, but he, it doesn't seem as if he's, um, you know, he's he's no he's no Jeff Smith. Yeah, Ma- uh, Malcolm Cameron mentions good speed twice, possibly yeah. more in his um, in his assessment. So yeah, that that is good. I, th- I think with not playing last year, you've got loads of players across all the teams who wouldn't have played. Um, yeah, and as, as long as they're in that professional mode where they're keeping in the right condition and stuff and playing probably high level practice and stuff over the summer, then as you say, I don't think it's it's too much of a worry, but it's something that you kind of you can't account for either way, but you've just got to got to deal with it really. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm playing devil's advocate a wee bit there, um, but you know, kind of looking at his stats, he hasn't played um, a season over forty games since twenty thirteen fourteen. Um, so I, again, I don't, I don't see it being an issue, but it's just you know, with the year being out as well, kind of added on top of it, it's just like whether. He'll be able to kind of maintain that kind of fitness and play at at this level for for the for the whole season. But you know, I don't. It's a kind of minor point, really. But it's just something that's that's kind of interesting that might uh, that might kind of crop up during the season. But hopefully yeah. not. I, I think I think with his age as well, that'll that'll help. Being a bit younger, mm-hmm. maybe if it's a more experienced guy who's who's been playing for a, f- a few more years, then not playing it as possibly would make more of an effect but hopefully not as you say um so he he links up with with medric mercy mm. which is i guess it's good always having a, a familiar face in the team that was mentioned in his interview and stuff so to them getting getting another chance and hopefully they they come across and take it do you remember um, the other guy third guy the name isn't coming back. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't actually. Jacob Sweeney. Jacob Sweeney. Yeah. Has he has he signed anywhere? I've not Do actually looked at him. No. I'll have a wee look in the background, but the one thing I was going to say about them is, uh, obviously, how much input did Malcolm Cameron have? to those guys given that they were signed before he even existed at the club you know so is has he been told these guys can be brought back do you want them have a look at them you know they're obviously not yeah. his signings if you know what i mean but i i've got no doubt he he gives the final the final mm. say jacob's when he signed for bongley and France or Anglet, if you <laughs> Angle, Angle, 
we're keeping a keeping a, a watch on his his career and we'll find out that he just scores absolutely thousands of points and we've we've missed out and we've been left with Quinn O'Brien. Um who has an absolute shocker. Nah, that's not gonna happen. It's fine. That's all yeah. about, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um so the the penultimate signing was a guy who before we, we talk about him specifically, I'm sure the club built this one up a wee bit using terms like don't miss this one. Yeah, you don't you don't um, want to miss this one. And things like that. Which obviously makes the fans think this is going to be a good one for one reason or another. And I don't mean it to be disrespectful because actually the guy looks like and is probably a good player. Um, but Brock, and I believe it's Bukabum or Bukabum, I'm going to go Bukabum. Uh, our final defenseman, who is a bit older than the the twenty six years yardstick, six foot two defenseman, who comes with East Coast league experience and played uh, the past two years, I think it was in Denmark. So we've we've taken a couple of good players from Denmark, so I won't complain there. But yeah, uh, you know he, he's not that. Marquee, don't miss this kind of signing that they built up. Uh, although I've got no doubt he'll be a good player. The, the one thing that they talked about was his dad <laughs> having yeah. having won the Stanley Cup four times. Whether they were trying to use that as the don't miss it, I don't know. I think that's uh, probably what they've done. But th- yeah, but it's yeah. not. He's not his dad. <laughs> so. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's a it's a name thing. It's a weird sort of name thing. It's like um, I don't know, like signing somebody with a surname Miller and saying, "Don't miss this because he's got the same name as Drew Miller or whatever." You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I don't know, and obviously, like you know, as you kind of said there as well, like. This guy has had like a you know a pretty decent hockey career. It's not as if he's yeah he has um you know he just kind of plucked him out from nowhere. But yeah, to kind of build <laughs> in classic social media fashion, just to kind of build up um you know potentially who it could who it could have been. You know what I mean? Like I think to me it's like if you're if you're saying that, then you're going to announce. Um, I don't know somebody like, like Travis or, or yeah, Bierum coming back or yes. someone with a really, really high standard, um, of CV. You know, played years in the AHL, maybe a few NHL games thrown in there, but not for me. Um, Malcolm Cameron talked about as he likes to, um, his his shot, um. As well with him being a right shot, just looking at the lineup, he's actually our, our only right shot defenseman. Mm-hmm. So we would have been going with with five five left handers, which is fine. I'm sure we've probably done that in the past, but it's good to add 
that bit of variation. Again, he's he's a big guy. The the Danish league, I think, to to play there, you you've got to be comfortable on the puck as well. Um, so as you said, he has had a good career. He's twenty nine still, possibly in his prime, you could say, or you'd like to hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, he does come into a defence that's looking looking like a really good group. Um, but it was just that it was that build up that got everyone <laughs> everyone excited. Uh, to be fair, having a dad who's won four Stanley Cups is a really cool thing. Um, I remember his interviews talking about though how his dad's jealous of his career and the way he got to go and play in all these places in Europe. Mm. So I think there, um, you know. It wouldn't surprise me if his dad came over at one point to a game and the clan made this huge deal about it and the guy will probably get a Hall of Fame banner. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, a- apart from that, looking at just the player, I would say it looks good. But the build-up had, had made me think, what what is this? And expectations were high. and that But that's not his fault. No, and when his dad comes over, you can guarantee whatever day that falls on, you'll have a, you'll have an on this day tweet for years and years to come. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, to give him a bit of credit and kind of talk about him, I guess. Um, or sorry, well, just kind of finally on on that, he's probably looked at that tweet thinking, what like what are they talking about? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Speaking about him himself, yeah, twenty nine years old, Canadian, six to hundred kilos. As you said, only D man that shoots right. Um, played the last three seasons in Europe. And I think that was a good point that you made about being able to play the puck well. Um, so he obviously has that. Um, looking at uh, again YouTube. Some big hits in there. Um, again, looks a solid D man. Uh, I think he was quoted as saying, "Never, it's a learning from his dad. You know, kind of never back down, and um, you know, is, is willing to to do anything for for his team and his teammates, which is which is good. Um, I think we're going to have quite a lot of guys like that in the dressing room as well this season, uh, and obviously has a great shot from the point. So, yeah, I think his dad. Not that I knew the name, but looking at it a wee bit, I think his dad was a real sort of team player, a bit of an enforcer type. Mm. Um, I don't think Brock is quite like that, but certainly, yeah, as you say, team player. Drafted number 63 overall as well in 2010 um, and played for Canada World Junior Championships, so... You know that there's a good player in there, um, mm-hmm. and I'm actually looking forward to seeing him, seeing him play. Uh, he came across well, so he he completes our our defensive lineup, and as we've said, it is looking solid. Um, you just hope in a way that we've not gone too much to the defensive side of things, and actually we struggle for for goals. Because 
Um, mm -hmm. We're not getting much production from the defenseman, but that's that's picking fault before we've even seen them. I think I think there's potential in there to um, to to put up some points as well. So um, yeah, it is it's it's a good defence. It is an important kind of point that though, because we've had we've had guys like Travis Earhart and um, you know Cameron Burt as well, really comfortable on the puck and you know can take it from from back to front, um, and that's maybe something that we maybe lacking in. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of difficult to say without seeing any of these guys play, but um, but then you've also got. The other side of that, where um, you've got a lot of forwards that that are two-way players, and uh, a lot of guys tracking back. So you know, even guys like that, they're they're comfortable in the puck and bringing it out from the back. Um, you know, you might see more of that this season, maybe. But yeah, and that's that's on the coach as well. It's it's up to him to to make the team up how he sees fit, the best way to win games. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, there's not really as much of a thing in hockey where you can just sort of sit back and and absorb loads of pressure. Yeah, it's it's not going to be like that, but I think it's just going to be more that we we really limit the chances that opposition teams have. Um, yeah, just you just hope that when we need to score, we we've still got those options. But I, I think I think they'll be there. So. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see with that one. It's obviously a couple of months still until our season starts, so we're only still we're only guessing really. Yeah. But given that the other teams are starting soon, we'll probably be seeing what their strengths are and be thinking we've got no chance, eh, or you know they're looking poor, whatever, all of that. So it's kind of yeah exciting in that sense. The last signing or so we think as the last sign at the moment was a a, a guy who was named after a, a vacuum cleaner, Dyson Stevenson. And he was another interesting signing because he comes in with a huge record of career fights. I think as long as I'm not getting mixed up, he mentioned in his interview he had he was close to 200 career fights. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, a, a 28 year old can play centre or wing, six foot tall. Again, another one in that mould of team leader, captain. I think has played a lot under Malcolm Cameron. So this one, I'm sure he knows exactly what he's getting. And that's a good thing. For captain sure. leader legend. No. Yeah. The, the John Terry of, of Glasgow clan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I oh, think that is I think <laughs> yeah. hand issues with the uh, handshake lineups <laughs> when uh Fife signed Wayne Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, I think that relationship with the coach and player is quite an important one because it's fairly rare where a guy maybe comes over having played under a coach and sort of follows him to another team. Certainly yeah. in UK I would say. So, um, I think again he's going to be a bit of a a nasty guy to play against. 
Is he going to take silly penalties? Probably. Um, so he might be another one of those that when we looked at Mr Rodney Southam, we thought, how long is it going to take him to adapt to the, the style over here? I think it would take the Hoover a, a couple of couple of weeks as well. But seems keen. Worryingly spoke to Joel Rumpel and Jake Doty. That's that's a bit of an issue. Hopefully <laughs> uh, he's not he doesn't play like either of those. Um <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's he's, kinda funny like the the whole Rumpel thing, that the amount of guys that we've seen that said that they've spoke to Joel Rumpel about coming over is a bit worrying. I know. Uh, we are saying it sort of jokingly because yeah. you can speak to a guy and, <laughs> yeah. and you don't have to you don't have to be a similar player. Yeah, so either as we we would say, you know, like Carey Price signed for Glasgow, but he spoke to Joel Rumpel before he came <laughs> over, so it's gonna be an absolute sieve. Uh yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on him? He definitely fits in with with that style again. Um, I think. Yeah, um, I think you know the, these guys will fit fit in the, the coach's system. I've kind of talked about that. Um, played AHL for a, uh, for a season uh, a couple of years ago, so he's obviously got something about him. I think he'd said as well. Um, if it wasn't for Malcolm Cameron, then he probably, well, he probably wouldn't have been interested in coming over, which is kind of uh, says a lot. That yeah, it does. It does. Um, all that says, you know, kind of good things about about him and the coach. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, captain for two years at Wichita, which I think was that when Malcolm Cameron was there. Potentially, yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, again. So he was captain there, so potentially could be captain at Clan. Um, does have a lot of penalty minutes, uh, and again, so most of these highlights are of fights. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, he is physical, um, and again, that's just you know the kind of team that we're that we're going to have this year: um, physical, fast, hardworking. Um, but this year. They actually mean it because we've said that in previous seasons and it's not actually been the case. But I think this year, yeah, it's probably going to be we've different. Said, but blue we've collar, said blue collar, exactly. <laughs> and it's been more of a sort of light, light <laughs> teal. Nah, teal's not blue, is it? Light blue, a light blue touch nonsense. Uh, but actually, he, he has scored points in in his early sort of junior years as well. So I think he, he will be able to um to translate that to, to here. Um I don't think he's just a sort of one dimensional physical guy. So kind of excited from that point of view. But you mention yeah. you mention a captain there. I think yeah he's he's definitely a, a contender. Just out of everybody that we know we've we've signed so far who do you think along with him obviously we've got Haywood who you'd probably expect is going to be the captain again I would anyway but if it's if it wasn't him 
you've got a lot of guys there. Who do you think would be the the one to go for? It's a, it really is a tough one because you know there's obviously a lot of guys in in that team that you could uh, that you could say you know might be a captain or uh, assistant captain. And it's, it is difficult to pick. I think it just kind of depends on what the coach is kind of looking for in a captain, I guess. Um, you know, you've got obviously guys like Nolan Laporte and Matthew Wilde that have been here before. Um, Nolan Laporte, I think, was assistant captain. Um, Matthew Wilde, I think, well, assistant coach this season as well. So, um, potentially them, if you're looking at the defence, it's kind of really up for debate really between Bukabum and Cody So I think like yeah that again it kind of depends what you're looking for because both guys have quite a bit of experience and um yeah I don't it's it's gonna be difficult I think but yeah um and then obviously if we're looking at forwards uh they've not played before I think Dyson Stevenson kind of sticks out there but yeah, mm. again, it's kind of up for grabs, really. Yeah, and if if he goes, if he doesn't go here, would you? You've even got like Matu who is quite experienced in the league and stuff, and the team. So, um, yeah. and if you go purely by age, then you go for Yellowhorn. He's by far the oldest. Um, interestingly, I was looking at the sort of team comparison things for age and height and weight mm. um, we have an average age of 26.8 years which is the fourth youngest in the That's league uh, we've got the second tallest albeit there's not oh. too much in it uh, it's about 25 centimetres between uh, Belfast are top and then us then Cardiff the average height is only really 6 foot but still second tallest team we did think we had a tall team Yeah. Um, and then weight we're actually the heaviest team oh, <laughs> really absolutely <laughs> bad in teams yeah yeah uh, 193 pounds so that's actually that's it's kind it's of incredible in, given that we've got Reese Cochran and Yeah, he's yeah, he's and to a lesser extent Matt Hayward as well is not you know, not particularly heavy, but Yeah, taking the averages right down. So it is wild. it is impressive. Um but it's I, I think we've talked about this pre recording and stuff. Um I would expect that's the team complete other than possibly a couple of two-way deals maybe a guy like Liam Stenton who I've mentioned a lot before uh, but when you look at the you sort of tie that into the new regulations for roster sizes and stuff mm. the maximum for a game is two goaltenders and, and 17 skaters so with the six if we're going 6D, then uh, 
one of those forwards will have to miss out if we're going with 11 at the moment. You know, so that's, yeah, that's, I, I that's think from, from that point of view, we're probably probably finished. I would like to see Stenton maybe get a chance, but kind of like Reese Cochran, I think his, his opportunity will be fairly limited. Um, mm. You know, I, I think most of the time you've got five defencemen there who are able to play a lot of minutes. So you probably won't see too much of Cochrane. You will here and there. Um, and then the forwards, you'll have, you'll have three lines. And then your fourth line will probably just be two of the younger guys and sort of rotate uh, another import through with those. So you're not yeah. going to see with any team really proper four-line hockey just because of that, those uh, regulations, which is fine. Um, but that's what makes me kind of think that you maybe won't see a deal for, for Stenton or, or somebody similar. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. I think um, having said that, though, looking at the um, looking at Clans Elite Prospects page, um, Jordan McLaughlin's down as a two-way contract, which I was not aware of uh, until I'd seen that. So that's I don't know. That's kind of interesting. And there was yeah, that, going on there. Yeah, because we're not we're not gonna. He's going to be every game, basically. Ah, uh, yeah, essentially. Um, I'd seen them. Sorry, just talking about Liam Stenton as well. I think he did sign with Solway. Um, but again, obviously, there's that affiliation there, so there's the option to to bring him in if need be, potentially. Yeah, no, I, I agree that I agree that he would be probably available. I just think. Um, if it's not been announced by now, you you probably wouldn't see it. The McLaughlin yeah. thing, yeah, we're obviously going to need a backup for every game. Um, I th- I think he'll play. I think he'll play a bit, but it's it's one of those. I think it's probably just done for. Um, if there is no clan game on a given night, then he then he can be available for. Uh, so where is it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just one of those. But I think with with the team overall, yeah, and the and the restrictions to the sizes, I would say we're done. So next time, obviously, at some point before the season, I know we've got more to cover on this, but we'll do a a kind of overall prediction preview thing for the the whole team and move on just now. Uh, but that's always a, a bit of fun. Yeah, I think like just in general though, I think you know other teams have announced that their rosters are complete, and like Craig Anderson had said to kind of stay tuned after the last interview, and that might not mean anything, but um, yeah, it, and and it has been a good while since we have announced a, a new signing, so I think that could be it, but it's just you know the kind of lack of communication again. It just comes down to that and. Yeah, you know, just let the fans know that that's that's the roster. That's what that's the that's team it. we've got. That's it. Yeah, the 
the discussion about lack of communication is funny because it it brings me on to the next thing I, I was going to talk about and it's the the ongoing arena saga and the fact that a, a bit of press came out with Paisley Pirates and in that it mentioned that Glasgow were now the the owner of the arena and kind of like the signing stuff it's just not really nothing's been announced for whatever reason um, and we've not I don't think we've had an update on it for a while either so no. I'm not 100% sure what's happening there but hopefully them saying that is a positive and it does mean that a deal kind of has been done and it they've just they're just waiting for whatever reason to formally announce it to clan fans yeah and we don't know like the kind of legal ins and outs of it and that kind of thing so um but yeah part of me is like maybe they'll they're kind of waiting for something to announce it but the other part of me is thinking it just kind of feeds into the the stuff about the announcement and yeah, as you say, like seeing quotes saying that we do own the arena, but there's nothing official from from the club yet. So um, again, like I assume that we're going to be participating in the league this season, but um, you know, uh, we don't know. Like, is it going to be the same the same kind of deal as as before, or are we actually running the rink? It's, you know, yeah, like yeah. something something to kind of put to put. You know, kind of minds at ease uh, would be would be good, or even just even an update. Do you know what I mean? Like even just a, yeah, yeah, a general kind of update. Even if it's just to update that nothing's changed or. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, you would think there there must have been some communication between the the club and Paisley to, if not to say yes, you can, you can say that. Um, Mm, yeah. Just to to let them know that that is the situation, because obviously they're dependent on it as well. So hopefully something soon. Although at the moment I'm just assuming that all is all is fine. It would be a nightmare for them to turn around and say, you know, something's changed as a result of a a problem or a complication. So yeah, we'll we'll wait on that one. But yeah, it would be nice to to hear. Um, we did though hear in a absolutely mental way about, uh, in fact, the best way to say it was they released an imminent announcement. Claxon, didn't they? That was the, that was the <laughs> phrase that was used, and everybody thought, "What's this signing arena news? Whatever else, a brilliant thing," and then. Uh, they let everyone down by announcing that we'd managed to convince somehow Dundee to come and play us <laughs> during the midweek <laughs> before we we officially start games, and that that was that was the big news. I thought that was a real letdown and a a bit of a I don't know. I thought it was just poor the way the whole thing was handled. Just when you think the social media couldn't possibly be any worse. After the Book of Boom announcement left us hanging with this, a friendly against a team that we're already playing six times in the season. Right. Fine, like, 
I get why he'd announce it. It's kind of closer to a time where we can get back to the arena. And, um, but, you know, I think when fans already have so many other questions about about the roster, about the arena, it's really, really poor to build up a friendly against Dundee the way that, the way that, that was announced. Yeah. And I don't... I mean... Whether or not it'll benefit Dundee, I'm not not really too sure, but they've they've obviously agreed to it. Um, it takes place on Wednesday the third, which I think is is it two days before we play five? Do we play five on the Friday? Yeah, it's a Saturday, or maybe it's a Saturday, right? Yeah. So uh, a few days before. Um, obviously, there would be complications getting other teams in, but yeah, it's just. Uh, a bit of a disappointment. Again, flip side, yeah, it's exciting. There's that's uh, three days before people thought they'd first get to see the, the team play, and mm. um, that they actually will. You'd like to think that the team will be in well before that, and it's not one of these friendlies where you're having to call up five or six guys from Solway, and actually it doesn't doesn't really benefit you in the way that you would hope um so yeah i mean it, it is good but it just seemed seemed like a funny way to do it given the other news that people are probably waiting more for um yeah and you know part, part of me is like did did we miss an announcement did we miss an announcement that we actually own there you know yeah i don't yeah. think and, like, and they've actually just released it under another Kind of sneaky burner account, yeah. Sneaky, um, sort of uh, on this day, they've just put it at the bottom of one of those on this day birthday <laughs> tweets. Um, the King's Inch Cup as well, which <laughs> is, is King's Inch, King's Inch Road. Is that the one that the arena's on? I think it might be so. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, I don't know who's come up with that, but uh, even even that's a terrible name. Um, but as I say, it's yeah, it's a right. bit closer to to getting some some games in. So fair enough. I think I saw a quote recently, um, Pasha saying, as you would expect too, that he's obviously aiming to be the best team in Scotland. They're always they're always a pretty good side under him. Um, so I expect that will be a tough game for us. Um, yeah. I know we'll be bored of seeing some of these teams, but they'll be a good few weeks into their season, and I think, uh, in a way, it might work against us that a team in the league comes in and maybe gives us a tough time, and then we the confidence takes a hit for the season. But let's hope it goes the other way, and we. We get a good performance, then go in and start the season full of confidence. Yeah, um, I, like yeah, it's obviously good to to have a game to prepare us for what's in front of us in the league. Um, so that is good. Um, but yeah, I don't like the Kings Inch, <laughs> Kings Inch Cup. And it's funny because I kind of look at the map. And they missed a trick because it should have called because I made it a shield and just called it the shield tall shield. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's that's more sensible. Um, obviously, they couldn't call it the the Into Cup. Oof. Or, uh, or is this some kind of um, hint that the company who will own the arena is called King's Inch? And that's the, that's the name we've given to the the arena ownership company. Who or knows? Is it, or is it because if you drive along it, then you're you're coming home, coming home to Brayhead. And actually, when it's really busy, you only do move about an inch every hour. So King's Inch is maybe actually quite relevant for after games with the traffic. <laughs> um. As well as that, though, that there's been a lot of adverts for jobs at the club, and we knew that it was just kind of Gareth and Jerry that had been talked about as the only two official employees over the summer. Mm. Uh, hopefully, those positions have been filled. And I don't, I never know if these kind of job adverts will be popular and people will go for them, like. I always think, oh, there'll be loads of fans that want those jobs. But <laughs> in a way, if I got one of those jobs, not that I applied for it, but I just mean you need to basically work during the game and then you'd be like, well, I'm not actually getting to see the game or concentrate on the game. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the downsides, I suppose. But actually, I think probably getting to work at the club would be pr- pretty interesting. Oh, definitely. I think it would be interesting. It's um, <clears throat> so it's a good, it's a good opportunity for kind of anybody that's um, that's kind of interested or is kind of looking for for work at the moment. But yeah, as you say as well, though it's kind of is that kind of thing where uh, you know you could potentially be missing be missing games um, due to work commitments. So it's obviously not. No ideal, but who knows? I think it's—I don't know. It's—it's it's quite funny to kind of see it being advertised like that as well. But I do—I yeah. do kind of get it. Yeah, one of them was um, an equipment manager. Hmm. Yeah, it was a marketing job and a, a venue ticketing manager. So, out That's of all actually... of those, I mean, I think the equipment manager would probably be the most fun. The ticket manager would be the least fun because it's probably the most problems to deal with. In the marketing, yeah. I've got a job on their hands as well to stop doing stuff like imminent announcement clacks yeah, and tweets. Sort, sort that out. So actually, in a way, they've all, all of them have got their problems. <laughs> Pressure-filled roles. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll... That's another thing, actually. Have we, have we found a new uh, ticketing system? That was that was something. It has been discussed, hasn't it? I don't um, know anything. That would be another. That would be another part of the update, which I'm yeah. sure there must be one um, on the horizon soon. Given that imminent other <laughs> imminent announcement, <laughs> Claxon. Uh, and it's just an update. That there's no update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even that, I'll take that. But the, the, the Challenge Cup games, for example, start this weekend for other teams. So yeah. you, you you get that kind of jealousy factor and mm. people will start to get a bit more impatient. 
at the end of the day, I don't really care what ticket system they use as long as it's easy and not get any problems. And obviously, everybody gets gets the right seats and stuff. But knowing the club, it will probably be a shambles. So <laughs> wait and see. Good luck, venue ticket manager. <laughs> yeah, all the best for your new, your new role. Yeah, enjoy enjoy yourself, pal. Let us know how you get on. Um, a, a good bit of news though came came out recently, and that was that Premier Sports were going to be the the title sponsor of the league. And it's actually been a while since I think there has been a a title sponsor properly. Is that right, or am I just talking nonsense? I'm not sure. Anyway, well, it's, it's certainly the last couple of couple of years we've not had. Yeah, um, so it's it's now the Premier Sports Elite League. Um, they're going to be showing twenty three league games, uh, the Challenge Cup final and the playoffs as well. And actually, I, I took a, a quick look at the provisional fixtures that they're showing, and there was already five clan games in there, which was good. Uh, home and away against Fife. A Belfast at home, Nottingham away, and a, a Guildford at home, which we already know is is going to be a Guildford win. But <laughs> it's good, it's good to see that they've they finally got something. Obviously, Premier have been doing the TV coverage on and off for a while. Um, they've got the relationship with Aaron Murphy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Premier are, are are becoming a bit more prominent just with even with other sports and stuff they're showing um you know more football and things like that it's it's still a subscription i think but just to have that sponsorship can only really be be a good thing and then get all those games on uh, every week i think it's every week anyway most weeks yeah <clears throat> i think you know kind of any sponsorship is good sponsorship really at this point um for the league although it does kind of feel a wee bit like you know they have been showing the games uh already in previous seasons so it's almost as if the league's kind of went back to them and said do you want to sponsor us as well yeah um but i'll take it um this money coming into the league is you know a good opportunity for for both for both parties um my concern for the the first clan game is obviously that the first game back um in the building against Fife. And that you know there's a kind of slight concern there that I think that game's more than likely going to be a sellout. Um but we're gonna lose some tickets due to cameras being there. It's a slight concern. I don't. It's not really a concern, but it's just for people that want to go to the game. I think there will be quite a lot. So yeah, basically, yeah. If, if you want to go, get get your tickets sharpish, but n- not before we've girls. No, exactly. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it it seems maybe it does seem like an easy sponsorship deal, but as we've said, anything is is an improvement um and yeah i think i think it'll it'll work well hopefully 
watching some of the games will be well, it'll be more than we've done in in previous years. Uh, gives me a bit more of a reason to maybe try and get Premier Sports, but um, as well as that, the the league I kind of touched on it earlier, but they introduced they've or they've published the official regulations for um, the teams. We mentioned the seventeen skaters and two goaltenders on a match night, um, but there's a a twenty player limit for a team for the season just obviously to, to limit someone being able to just sign hundreds of players uh, yeah. the the injury reserve thing they kind of defined what that would be um, to place a player on injury reserve and then be able to bring somebody else in to cover that um, so these I, I quite like that they're at least trying to publish official things uh, whereas before you know some of these rules and stuff kind of struck me as being on or in rule books that were invisible or inaccessible to fans so I quite like that mm. um, they're bringing back the trapezoid for the sort of goal crease area which I guess is, is just to limit um, delay a game and stuff for goaltenders so so those that like to play the puck of which we've had a lot of dodgy ones I suppose <laughs> that sort of influences our game a wee bit and uh, some face-off changes to favour the attacking side so in certain situations the attacking team can choose which side the face-off's on I think from icing and uh, certain delay of game stoppages. So I think all those things are kind of advancements and trying to just improve in general and the the product that people watch. Yeah, it's good that they've you know they've kind of had a bad time to kind of think about things and how to improve it and um how to improve the league from a commercial point of view as well. And you know I think we're kind of starting to see some changes that are coming in that are that are welcomed. I think um, just again, kind of talking about the kind of roster regulations and stuff like that. It is good that they are publishing stuff like that because um, there was a bit of ambiguity throughout even this summer, and it's good to, to to see the league actually publish the rules so that you know everybody's kind of on the same wavelength and. Uh, with you know kind of that kind of thing going forward so that's that's good and yeah it's you know if it's going to uh increase sort of goal scoring chances um or kind of favor favor the kind of offensive players then that's 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 going to be good as well i think kind of keeps the league interesting yeah Exactly, no, I, I do agree. Um, after an icing call, goalpost being displaced accidentally <laughs> by a defending team, which is going to just happen all the time still at um, Kings Inch Arena. <laughs> uh, puck shot into the end zone by attacking team from behind the centre line and goalie freezes and team starting a power play. So it will be... It, 
you probably won't really notice it as much but when you you start watching for it it'll be quite interesting to see tactically how that affects what teams do and who takes face-offs and whatever else so yeah I agree and it's all in line with the IIHF stuff so good to keep modern from that point of view um kind of jealous a bit of the teams that are getting to start the challenge cup this weekend uh, officially given that we've still got over a month and a half probably still still to wait um i think coventry and guildford possibly playing at the weekend um and then just just seeing other other signings that teams are making really kind of gutted obviously that that we can't start now um but at least we're going to get to see something uh but yeah try and try and keep up as much as possible with what's going on in the challenge cup albeit we're not there yeah uh, it is good just to kind of have to have it back again um i know obviously we had the elite series last year and that was good um but you know to have to have every team back um you know committed to the season and uh, to see it actually actually start um it's just going to raise the raise the excitement again i think um you know that we've kind of all that we've all missed really for for the last 18 months or whatever it is yeah exactly it's it's good just to 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 be able to watch some of it even if it's not not our team yet um good results for Cardiff beating uh, Lausanne in the the Champions Hockey League. Always good to kind of keep the profile of the league up from that point of view. Yeah. Um, they then went and beat Nottingham in a back to back preseason games. Um, and a, a couple of sort of signings from around the league that I that I noted. Uh, one of which was. Um, Griffin Reinhardt signing for Belfast. I don't know if you saw anything about that. Then obviously didn't know who he was, uh, but looking at his um, his CV, looks looks to be a top player. A lot of uh, NHL and AHL oh, yeah. experience. Um, played for Canada under twenty World Championships, so he looks to be a good player. Um, Matthew Myers, one of the one of the Brits, moving back to Nottingham from Cardiff. Uh, Evan Bloodoff back at Coventry. Always thought he was a good player. Um, Brett Perlini, I think, one that was possibly rumoured to go to a number of clubs in the UK, moving abroad, and another one that caught my eye for a, a different reason was um, Marcus Cancanpera signed for Dundee <laughs> and he is 41 years old defenseman um, so Jeez. not short of experience but he's played at the top level for years um, <laughs> Jesus and Christ I'm just, has, just yeah. really interested to see to see him play because he's obviously still got you know, a decent decent amount to give he feels and 
same with Pasha, but um, you don't you don't often see somebody who's who's that old. I think he must be must be possibly the oldest in the league. I'll need to check that. Um, mm. But you know, guys like this can come in and, and do do really well if he's forty one. Age is just a number, I guess. If he's a top player, then that's a great signing for them. Oh, hundred percent. Two two finish uh, league titles his name um, and as we always say has a blurb which is excellent interesting he was born in Sweden but represents Finland um, played most of his career in Finland uh, yeah looks looks a top top player um, then his blurb it says defensively reliable it says defensively reliable defenseman <laughs> uh, with good size plays an aggressive game uh, good timing in his physical play he can chip in the offensive zone prone to taking penalties and lacks some mobility so again kind of looking back through his career there has been years where he's he's taken a lot of penalties but um yeah, I don't know. You kind of wonder, like, given his age and stuff like that, if he's if he's still going to play that kind of role, or um, yeah, can I wait and see? But yeah, that's that is a really really interesting signing. Yeah, I mean, lacks mobility is you you can make up for that if if a guy's got yeah. a wee positional sense, which I I suspect somebody like that does. You can't play at that level and. You know, be be exposed. He is easily the the oldest player by two years. Um, Yanni Lackanen at Coventry is thirty nine, so two years older than him. Um, but that's I guess one of the benefits of the imminent imminent don't miss this Claxon that we've just announced a friendly and we'll get to see Big Marcus. So um, yeah, that. That's that's one of the reasons to get your your tickets for that one. Um, I think I'm I'm out of stuff to talk about for this time. Um, unless have I missed anything obvious that I thought I would or you thought I was going to talk about or we were. Uh, no, not really. To be honest, um, just a kind of final kind of signing, I guess. Um, Alex Graham. Um. Of the Steelers moving to um, Niagara East Dogs, that's a, a really interesting um, move, and he's only 18 years old as well. So, um, played I think played 16 games in the, in the Elite Series, but also played the season before uh, a few games with Sheffield. So, I think he's um, he's uh, highly thought of as well. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and yeah, that's. I'm assuming that's Niagara of the Falls. <laughs> yeah. The Falls so, uh, origin. Yeah. So, Ontario hockey league. So. Um, so it's a good move. Yeah, I think I think he'll uh, he'll do well. He'll, he'll probably enjoy that. He'll he'll play games and then go and see Niagara Falls. <laughs> jump down and. Ah, he'll he'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, oh, actually, um, Dane Todd as well, who signed for Sheffield, he was another guy that I, I picked out as as being a a good sign. I know that these teams are able to make, let's be honest, higher higher quality signings than we are, but I think yeah. just uh, trying to find his profile somewhere, which I've lost, but I know that he had uh, played in some really top places, good leagues. So it's good to see guys like that. You want to try and, I guess, test yourself against the best players and teams. Um, and it's good when you, you manage to beat them. So looking forward to it. Um, hopefully more imminent klaxons with good news to come soon. Uh, but you know we'll we'll certainly be back as well. We won't be we won't be giving you any any klaxons with fake news. No, we'll be giving you klaxons with exciting news about uh, you know other other podcasts to come. I think you know we can kind of preview the the whole squad at, at some point and give our sort of pre-season predictions next time maybe. Yeah. I think so. And once once we've seen all those teams play, then they'll it'll make it a bit more a bit more real again, but also give us more of a a basis to actually predict things. Whereas normally we're just talking nonsense about these teams and haven't actually seen them. Yeah. But uh yeah, that'll be quite good. So um it's been a been a good episode again. Team's done. Look forward to to the next one, um, and hopefully everyone's getting a bit more excited. And the the ones that do turn up and listen to this, because I know there are are many. There are they're loads, all avid, and they're all avid from all all over the world. Um, thanks again to everyone, and we will catch you next time. Enjoy the rest of your September and uh, it's good night from me. Speak to you soon. Cheers.